episode of the Wasteless Live More podcast. I'm your host, Mary Allen, and I can't tell you how much I love doing this because I get to sit across the table and interview some of the coolest people doing wonderful things in our community and beyond, and it really is a privilege, and today is no different, and it actually is kind of like that punctuation mark of that sentence that I get to interview Caroline Nellis, Uh, and if you've been around in any sort of climate justice or environmental work capacity in this region, you've probably met her or at least heard of her name. Uh, She has deep family roots here and a love for this area, which has led her to be a tireless climate advocate for decades. The Environmental Resilience Institute named her a 2020 Hoosier Resilience Hero in an effort to recognize her meaningful work, which included, but is not limited to, the Nature Conservancy, Environmental Defense Fund, Sierra Club, Indiana Moral Mondays, Environmental Justice Working Group, Indiana Catholics for Creation, and the Environmental Education Association of Indiana. She formerly served as the Indiana 8th District Liaison of Citizens Climate Lobbies, Evansville Chapter. Besides solarizing her own home, Caroline also volunteered as a member of the Solarize Evansville team for several years and served as Earth Charter Indiana's Evansville Resiliency Coordinator until just recently. I think she retired on her 72nd birthday. She's amazing. She remains a board member of Tri-State Creation Care, uh, which she founded in 2015. So there is quite a bit to say about her, but now I want to get to talking to her. So let's go. Hey, Caroline. Thanks for joining me. It's great to be here with you, Mary. I feel like there are so many things that um, I want to learn. I I can't wait to learn um, about you because I've known of you for a few years now and have had the pleasure of getting to know you a little bit more and just all involved in anything environmental, no matter what it is, I, your name is associated with it. <laughs> and it's like, you're the connector. I, I've never, I haven't known you super well, but I always think Caroline, the connector. Cause it's always like, if you don't know, if someone doesn't know someone, you were there to connect them within that, um, environmental sustainability realm. And I just love that about you, but you've been around for a while doing some of this stuff, right? Right. I would say decades. <laughs> that's why I have so many connections. Yeah, so, yeah, that's great. So you've, yeah, I got to meet you as the Earth Charters Resiliency Coordinator for Vanderburg County, mm-hmm. right? How long did you have that job? Uh, probably, I'm thinking maybe four or five years. Okay. Yeah. And you just did step down from that, is yeah, that right? Right. It, okay. And actually, the end of November was the end for me yeah so for folks who may not be as which was is kind of cool i just released a podcast i had with danny schaust and she's earth charters resiliency coordinator for uh, jasper jasper yeah for out out that way Mm -hmm. um dubois county maybe it is Mm -hmm. um so that was fun so we got to talk with her the our last podcast um but just we'll just share a little bit about what earth charter is and what did that look like for you during those years as a as a resiliency coordinator Earth Charter is actually part of a charter for the entire Earth that was put together with all kinds of cultures and ethnicities back in, you know, as we were coming into this new uh, millennium. Hmm. And it's the idea of what would make the perfect world, you know, idealistically, what do we need to do to create that? And so there are Earth Charter affiliates around the world, and uh, Earth Charter Indiana is one of them. Their primary focus has been on the environmental aspects, and it's 
more than anything, it's getting kids involved mm. and through them pushing politicians to make the choices. Uh, yes. They have, I think there's probably around, a, probably about 10 of the um, resolutions that have been passed by city councils or county councils around the state to promote uh, working on climate issues. It comes out of Earth Charter Indiana's kids. Wow. And so um, I actually worked with Signature School for a while. They were going to present a resolution to the city uh, city council, and it ended up like they worked on it for almost uh, probably about seven months, and we're getting ready to present it. And then the city council passed one before, like two months before they were going to present it on Earth Day. Oh, and like the same type. It was the same type, but with, a, okay. but with a lot less teeth in it, uh, okay. you know, and they really had went to a lot of trouble. I felt so badly for them because mm. they went ahead and presented, but everybody in the council was looking at each other like, didn't we just pass that? I, oh, I don't know why. Oh, shoot. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, somehow Jim Poiser up at Earth Charter, the director, uh, heard about that, and so he asked me if I would be interested in working down here in the... Evansville tri-state area and um, so, so you didn't do that as a as the resiliency coordinator you just did that as a volunteer working with SIG school right oh amazing and part of that was through I was a member of citizens climate lobby and we went to okay. talk to SIG school three of us to tell them about citizens climate lobby the Evansville chapter mm. and when we did that you know, we started discussing the possibility of, of the kids trying to get a resolution passed. Amazing. And for those who might not know or live in Evansville, Signature School is just a fabulous, award-winning charter school, high school here in um, our downtown community is where it's located. But you mentioned Citizens Climate Lobby. What What is that? And you said Evansville has a chapter? Right. And yeah, what is that? And how could people get involved if they wanted to learn more about that? You can go on the national website and then if you're interested, they can actually send your information to the Evansville chapter hmm. or um, okay. uh, Lanny Etheridge. Also, if you if anybody knows her, she's a retired attorney here in town and she's the facilitator for the group right now. And what is their focus? What is, I mean, obviously climate, <laughs> um, but specifically... It's yeah. to try to get national, federal legislation passed okay. that will put a price on carbon uh, mm. from the wellhead. Basically, whenever it comes out of the ground, there would be a, pr a price placed on it, and that fee would then be uh, distributed to all the people in the United States. Everybody would get an equal share, hmm. all the adults, and there would be like half shares or whatever for the, for the kids. Mm -hmm. That would allow people who live on lower e incomes to be able to afford the prices, price increases that products would have as a result. Anything that's oil or uh, petroleum-based, Plastics, uh, mm. gas at the at the pump, mm -hmm. all of those things would go up because there would be a, a price that would be taken. You know that tax would be passed on. I'm sure the companies would to their consumers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the people getting a monthly check from what those taxes are that are collected, 
they would be able to afford that price increase. increases. And for anybody that wanted to, they could apply that money however they want to. Maybe they could apply it towards getting solar panels on their house or apply it towards an electric vehicle. So it all depends on the individual how they want to use that money, but it makes it more uh, bearable for the lower income. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. That's great. So if people want to learn more about Citizens Climate Lobby, that sounds like a national organization you could probably look up online. Yes. And then if you want to learn more and dig down, um, distill down a little bit locally, get involved there. Absolutely. That's great. Um, what I really wanted to talk to you about today, because a conference is coming up, is uh, Tri-State Creation Care. So you are a member of that, right, on the board? Yes. So what is Tri-State Creation Care? It is basically an interfaith organization that's for the metro Evansville area. And it is was established and continues to exist to promote good stewardship practices for the earth. Mm-hmm. We feel like there's so much uh, stagnation and polarization on the political level mm-hmm. that not much is being accomplished yes. at a time when we really need to be kicking in on all gears. Yes. So we're hoping that by people of all faiths, and, you know, we have is, Islamic members, we've had Jewish, Hindu, uh, Buddhist, and uh, earth-based uh, Lakota, uh, Catholic, Protestant, uh, just uh, we have um, one of our board members is Muslim, Dr. Shaw, wonderful person. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. so all of us working together hopefully can promote the kind of practice that are going to need to leave the world habitable for all the generations that come after us. Yes, that is beautiful. We all share this planet, and so it's wonderful that we we can all come together, no matter what our faith believe, and come together for this united cause for future generations, like you said. What do you guys meet um, monthly? What is what is the organization like? Do you, is there a dues how, how does involvement, what does involvement look like? Uh, involvement is simply, we have an email list, and we let people know when we're going to have an activity. Normally, we have about six events during the year where uh, it might talk about uh, native pollinators, you know, and their uses, invasive plants, mm-hmm. uh, we might show a tour of someone here in Indiana who they have created a zero emissions home. And mm. what does that home, what are all the features in it? Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to replicate those. Yeah. So we usually do about six of those a year. And we let people know about that. Uh, some of them are in person, some are Zoom, some are hybrids. So great educational opportunities. Yeah, I remember during um, COVID times, you did a lot of Zoom meetings, right? I was fortunate to be to come to one of those and mm-hmm. and speak a little bit about plastics and, and waste in our community. Right. So, uh, and then we have one big annual conference each year, which is, uh, you know, a half day, a morning on a Saturday at Aldersgate United Methodist Church. This is actually the first year we're back. We've been uh, doing it Zoom for the last three years, so mm. it's kind of exciting to actually. Fun. Yeah. Yes. So we started having the first conference in 2016. Uh, okay. So it's seven years now. And and so you, it's tri-state. So it's is it is it primarily Evansville, or are there others? 
We folks. Yeah, we have. I would say it's primarily probably the four or five counties in southwestern Indiana. Okay. So. Okay. Um, and so, and I know that. So the conference you mentioned—that's the first time in person for a few years. Um, what is the date? It is Saturday, February the twenty-fifth, okay. uh, from nine a.m. to noon, mm-hmm. and registration starts at eight thirty. We have not only a speaker, we've got breakout sessions. We have an artist, uh, Dawn Murtaugh, and she will she does uh, use salvaged and recycled materials to make art with, and mm. she'll be showing her craft there at one of the tables, oh, and then lovely. also have pieces up for people to sell. And uh, we have three breakout sessions. One is Ray Will who is a member of Faith in Place, uh, which is now three states, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana, have become joined together to be an affiliate of Interfaith Power and Light, which is a national organization. Each of the states used to be individual, Mm -hmm. have their own. We had Hoosier Interfaith Power and Light. But I I suspect maybe for monetary reasons it's hard to keep Mm -hmm. up uh, the cost of office staff and all that for mm-hmm. just one state. So they've joined three of them together. I believe Ray was instrumental in starting the original Hoosier Interfaith Power and Light, but I know he's been with it at least for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come down and talk about, he's helped a lot of congregations around the state know what kind of practices they could do for energy efficiency to save themselves Mm. a lot of money. Sure. Literally thousands of dollars. Uh, I talked to one church, and the lady said, it was just amazing, things we hadn't thought of. And she Mm. said, we checked at the end of the year, you know, how much our budget uh, we spent on things versus like utilities and stuff versus the year before. Yeah. And I think she said it was either seven or $8,000. Wow. That's amazing. Well, when you have a big building like that and there that those things add up. And so not only is it saving money, but also saving on environmental right. <laughs> impact as well. Um, so he's one breakout session. What are the other two? Uh, the students at signature school, uh, the oh, environmental fun. students are coming to talk Great. and they're not telling us what it's about except the environment. So it's going to be a surprise. Oh, a little scary, <laughs> yeah. but exciting. <laughs> I, I'm trusting those young people. Yeah, that's right. And then the, the next generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia Ahmed is their environmental uh, a study science teacher there for the advanced placement. And I trust Cynthia. Oh, sure. So How fun. Well that, well, that just intrigues me to want to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I won't miss that breakout session. And then uh, my brother, Frank Nellis, will be doing uh, a session. He usually does one on gardening practices because he's been a gardener, you know. And this one, it's how, how to get the most productivity out of your home garden by keeping it weed-free. And he said most people think automatically using mulches. But he said there's actually about five or six different techniques you can do to, to keep the weeds out of your garden. Uh, without using any chemicals. And some of those, he said, date back uh, centuries into China. So he's going to be discussing those and the pros and cons of each kind, uh, of each technique, and if some of them can be used in in conjunction with each other. Oh, fabulous. That's great. Who doesn't want to learn about that? And goodness, we could all use to use a little less chemicals. Oh, yeah. When I see folks out with the Roundup. 
Um, great. Well, that sounds like great. Three great breakout sessions. But what about the main? Who's the keynote? The keynote is John Mandel, and he is uh, from Indianapolis. He owns Mandel and Associates, which is uh, an environmental engineering company. And uh, for over 43 years, he's been working in the States and globally to uh, investigate and remediate uh, environmental pollution sites and also to restore water, uh, clean water, uh, where it's been, you know, contaminated. And uh, he works with sustainability, uh, helping corporations develop sustainability practices. So Fabulous. Yeah, he's, he's done a lot. And um, he's also... Because his work has been both on environmental and it's also working with companies to be more just in the way they treat their employees, that they give back a portion of their uh, earnings to help. And so he's, you know, he's been involved in the two issues that have been most important for Pope Francis, uh, which... John is a Catholic, but Pope Francis, I don't know if you've heard of Laudato Si, uh, he put out uh, the highest thing uh, that a Pope can text that he can put out to all Catholics around the world uh, is called an encyclical. And so he spent many years, I think about four or five years, putting together this encyclical. Pope Francis actually is a chemist, is what his background was uh, before when he was in college. So he's very, very concerned about environmental issues. And he put uh, that encyclical out, I think it's been about five years ago. And um, he said there are two things that are really existential problems for the human race, and that they are climate change and greed. And he mm. said the two of oh, them... they go together. Yes, that's what he said. Oh, it's those two are so intertwined. intertwined. Yes. So he's had a... Uh, he's put together a whole series of steps. They're called, it's called the Laudato Sea Action Platform. Trying to... Concrete steps that people... Whether He's got some. It's for families and individuals. Some for schools, uh, universities, nonprofits, hospitals ways that each of those different organizations, even a business, is how each of them can make concrete steps toward mm. trying to make the world more sustainable. And um, he chose John Mandel out of everybody in the world. He chose him to be the global leader of uh, to get that Laudato. Wow. That was last year he was named. So I think that says a lot for John. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's really exciting that he's going to be here. He's And he's bringing, uh, I think, some people with him, if anybody wants to sign up for it. What some people don't realize is the Laudato Sea Action Platform is an ecumenical movement. It's not just for Catholics. It's mm-hmm. trying, just like Tri-State Creation Care, it's trying to get people of all faith traditions to work in concert to try to alleviate what are these existential problems for the human race. And so I think it's just, when I Googled John Mandel, I had met him through uh, some climate action groups. I'm here in in Indiana. But recently I Googled him, and there were all kinds of videos about him and his business, and that was just, uh, he... 
he's leading a national, he's a keynote speaker at a very, you know, one of the main national conferences that are being held this year on environmental issues. Wow. So what a treasure. Yeah, we got come. really lucky yes. on that one. So. so is there a cost to come to the conference? No, we've kept all the conferences free wow. uh, and open to the public. Anybody, you don't have to have a religion. I mean, you can just be a, you know, a good human being. That's mm-hmm. people of goodwill is what uh, Pope mm-hmm. Francis said. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter your faith. It's just people of goodwill that Amen. we all work together. Yeah. Uh, so it. Oh, we, what a wonderful opportunity yeah. for anyone then to be able to come for free and and listen and hear and learn from these really fabulous speakers and and John being a national international <laughs> speaker what a great opportunity so it's at Aldersgate United Methodist Church which is on the east side of Evansville okay. and it is 5130 Lincoln Avenue okay. uh, so uh, 9 a.m. to noon, February 25th, and registration starts at, at 8.30. We'll also have a, a number of vendors, too, uh, like Wild Birds Unlimited, mm-hmm. uh, groups that... Six and Zero will be there. Six I'll be there with that. <laughs> <laughs> Good plug. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and uh, Morton Solar, there'll be oh, all, yeah. kind of, all kinds of groups. I, uh, I think we asked about 20. So, uh, and most of them are saying yes. So you'll have a good chance. There's a half hour break in between uh, John's keynote and the um, beginning of the breakout sessions. Mm -hmm. And then there'll also be time at the beginning when people are registering. When they get finished with that, they can go look around before that. And then also after the breakout sessions, we're going to have a period where they can go and look at and talk to the various vendors. So fantastic. If people want to learn more uh, about Tri-State Creation Care in this conference. Is there a website? Do you all have a website or social media? Or Yes, and the website's very simple. It's just Tri-State Creation Care, all is one word, all lowercase, dot org. Okay, simple. Um, yeah. yeah, straightforward, easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Tri-State Creation Care, dot org. Check that out, and we really hope, I, I'm really looking forward to the conference. I'm glad to be there, not just as a vendor, but to go and listen um, at the breakout sessions and especially that keynote speaker. What a great um, tee-up to that. Um, so, yeah, please, everyone, and take advantage of this treasure in Evansville and this opportunity to come and learn and um, and, and, and fellowship, you know, to, to be around like-minded individuals and, and to chat and meet one another and, and hear and listen and learn from each other. Um, so Caroline, you, you are a tireless advocate. You have been for years and years and a, a new thing. Even I, I attended last year, which was so cool. First time inaugural event. And I hear it's going to be annual. I want to hear about it is the EV electric vehicles for Evansville. So right. EV for EVV. I, yeah. no, I don't know why I said it wrong. <laughs> That's right. EVs for EVV. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yes, we, that's actually part of Tri-State Creation Care. Okay. Uh, I served as the, orga, you know, the organizer for it, but it was our nonprofit that hosted it. Okay. And uh, we'll be, it turned out so well. We had between 35 to fi- uh, 40 EVs there, including uh, one motorcycle and two trucks, and the rest were cars of all kinds of yes. varieties. I was surprised. I didn't know there were so many brands and right. st- styles and types. And, and it was a car show in coordination with the Road Knights, right? One of their car shows over by the Arby's, Best Buy, whatever parking lot. It was, it was a huge, great turnout. Lots of people there. 
So this year we thought, somebody said, well, why don't you have it in, instead of in the middle of a parking lot? It's a green event. Why don't you hold it in a green place? Mm. And I thought, ooh, gosh, yeah, that's something I should have thought okay. of. But the road nights were so nice about letting us be in conjunction with them. You know, the, yeah. the older, the classical cars versus the new generation. So right. I can't say enough about how nice they were to... Uh, well, it was probably good inaugurally just because there would be people coming out to their event anyway, and then they can learn and see what you guys have. So maybe the first time out, partnering with somebody is great, but it sounds like this year might be different. We're going to have it. Uh, we've already got it rented. Is the Boy Scouts I Camp Scout Center on uh, Lloyd Expressway. It's very near, well, Swimka, the Southwestern uh, Indiana Master Gardeners Association has their display garden on that grounds. So the Uh Boy Scouts at iCamp Center is about 10 acres. And so we're going to have a good, there's plenty of parking for the EVs along uh, by the iCamp Scout Center, the actual building. And we'll also have space for, last year we had two companies uh, that sell electric bikes, and they brought theirs. So we'll have room for the all the EVs, including the bikes, up there by the Scout Center. So there's parking right by the state hospital grounds, and we'll put the majority of, of people there, you know, that are attendees, rather than the participants with their cars, will all be up by the Scout Center. And Perfect. then we're going to have a lot of green vendors, and we're going to have mm-hmm. lots of tables. So, uh, and hopefully, we're trying to get sponsors for two bands. Um, oh, how fun! A bluegrass band, and followed by a light rock band. Yeah, uh, how great! Just make Big it a party. Yeah, it's a party. So it'll be uh, September the twenty third, which is a Saturday. Okay. From uh, ten a.m. to two p.m. Again, they can go on the website, or they can, uh, if, if they have vehicles and they want to register them as part of it, I've put this event on the National Drive Electric Week uh, website, okay. and anybody who wants to have their car included can uh, go to that website. They don't have to. I mean, they can just show up the day of, or they can contact me through Tri-State Creation Care's web page. They don't have to sign up with National Drive Electric Week, mm-hmm. but that, that is a possibility if they want to. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I, I was really pleased with the e-bikes even. I mean, that gives people options. Yes. And I, I was amazed that, one of, that Harley Davidson makes an electric bicycle oh. as well as a motorcycle. So, wow. Um, All right. They're getting in on the action. I like it. Yeah. They're seeing the wave of the future um, being a part of it. And now, I, I know last year, could people ride along? So they could actually ride in one of the vehicles? Is that going to be the same? We're hoping. Uh, it all depends. Each of the EV owners has a choice of whether they just want to display their car and have people come up and ask them questions about them like a regular cruise in. Some of the uh, EV owners will allow people to ride along with them. They take a, a little test drive out. Uh. And then we had two last year that agreed. Uh, they were part of the... Um, Hoosier Electric Vehicle Association, and they came down from Indianapolis, and they actually let people drive their cars. The owners sat mm. in the, the passenger seat and oh, let wow. people. And That's that, brave. That, that, that was <laughs> brave. And, uh, you know, that was actually the people that took the test drives were the ones that got, they were all, so many of them came over and said, wow, my next vehicle is going to be electric after driving yeah. one. The elect, The driving 
is the real selling point. Yeah. Uh, once you get to experience it, I know I that uh, the uh, we had four celebrity drivers, and one of them was the uh, the new basketball head basketball coach at USI, uh, Stan mm. Gerard. Mm-hmm. Uh, both he and David Raglan from uh, U of E were two of our celebrity drivers. But uh, Stan Gerard came over afterwards, and he said, "If I had driven that car two months ago." Oh, uh, he said, my wife needed a brand new car. Oh, I just bought one. And he said, we won't be buying another new car for two years. But he said, I promise you it will be electric. And oh, I thought, cool. so uh, made an impression, yeah. made an impact. Yes. And, you know, uh, he can, if, if the kids out at USI see that the big man on campus drives electric, mm-hmm. uh, I think that that, you know, that makes an impression on them that electric vehicles. One of the reasons I really started doing this, I told somebody I was trying to prime the pump because through the the federal legislation that passed last year, they're giving, you know, a ton of money to the states to put in electric vehicle charging stations mm-hmm. every 50 miles around every major highway in the in the in the Indiana. Yeah. So, I feel like over the next 5 years as those charging stations are actually put into in, into practice and are opening up, people will be ready. I yeah. think right now the t- two of the major holdbacks are, one, the cars are still pretty pricey, and mm-hmm. two, people are worried about... The infrastructure know, just isn't there yet yeah, yeah. to support it, right. Mm-hmm. So that, and that's going to be happening, and I think the prices will also start dropping yes. because they're getting to be mass produced by so many different companies. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. I love that you're on the front end of it though, and really trying to increase that exposure and the benefits and all of that. And it was a great event last year. And it sounds like this year is going to be even bigger and better and more fun. I love the party vibe. Um, I'm already looking forward to that. And so, yeah, if you own one and want to show it off and have it on display, make sure you contact them or show up that day or like uh, Caroline said you can go on the website or just come and check one out and if you're curious about it and ask questions even to the owners because the owners I'm sure that are there would love to share will love to share their experience and and what they what they think about it so it's just a wonderful time to come out and talk and have fun and and again fellowship with like-minded people and have a good time I I have my t-shirt I'll make sure I wear that (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I met a, an EV owner by accident when I was at the office depot yesterday. I was just, I told her I would recycle some boxes not to throw them away. And she Aww. said, oh, I'm really into uh, uh, living environmentally safe. She said, I actually own an EV. And I said, really? And oh, cool. she's uh, had a, a 2015 Nissan Leaf. And uh, she said, you know, what's, uh, one of the things I really love about it, there there's no sound to him. So I have my baby in the back seat mm-hmm. in his, you know, his little carrier, and he can just sleep so quietly while I'm driving. And I thought, yeah. well, that's a benefit that I never even considered. Hadn't even thought of, right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't you love how those conversations get started, though, just those random things when you mention one thing and then it ignites something in someone else. And like, oh, you just have that camaraderie, you know, that like you find these kindred spirits around more than we think. You know, it can be a lonely, you can feel a little lonely in the climate world, sometimes climate action world, but. I think more often than not, we'd be surprised and we can have those conversations and really encourage one another, spur one another on to continue the good work just in random conversations that 
Home Depot or where were you? Office, Office Depot. Depot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, very cool. I, I love it. Well, gosh, well, Caroline, thank you so much for all the work you've done through the decades, literally, and that you still continue to do and um, in leading the way in so many of these things and really and helping to put on these fabulous two fabulous events this year that I know I personally can't wait to attend. And I really, really encourage those of you, if you live around here and are able to make it in person now for the conference, will there be an online option as well? Or is it only in person this year? We're talking about trying to possibly zoom uh, John Mandel's talk so that can be shared around the the state. Uh, It all depends on, you know, we're we're a limited number of people, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, our limited number of people, none of us is really extremely tech savvy. Sure, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which makes for some awkward times, so... uh, if we could find ever any, if anybody out there is tech savvy and really cares about environmental issues, we'd love you to join our board. Please come volunteer. <laughs> yes. We need you. Yes. Here's your call. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Well, and we want people to come in person. We mm. want to see faces, meet folks, and have relationships in person too, if possible. So hopefully we'll see you at that event next month and then at the electric vehicle event in September. And um, and connect with with uh, tri-state creation care in between. If you if you're aligned or intrigued by their mission and what they do and want to get involved, I really encourage you to check out their website. Again, it's tristatecreationcare.org. Thanks again for being here, Caroline. I appreciate you so much and what you do and giving up some of your busy time to be here with me today and to share about uh, these things that you're doing. Well, I want to thank you for. Uh, you do a tremendous amount, not just through your shop, but also these podcasts. So thank you for yeah. giving a voice to our our movement. Oh, well, thank you. I hope to have you back on and we'll continue the conversation. Okay, thank okay. you. Take care. Thanks again to Caroline for taking the time to share about her amazing work and the wonderful events um, that she has coming up with uh, the Tri-State Creation Care Conference, which is this month. It's February 25th. I know in our interview, we I said um, next month because when we recorded and chatted, we were doing that in January. But make sure to check it out and all the um, details of that event at tristatecreationcare.org. And we hope to see you there or at the EV for EVV event later on in the year. So I hope you've been inspired by Caroline and her work as much as I have been knowing that we can make a difference at any stage and age in life. And uh, I know she is uh, one of my environmental heroes. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, let's all try to waste less and live more.